Hey folks, welcome to a belated St. Patrick's Day edition of the Minnesota Fight Night podcast. I'm Brian Johnson. In this episode, my co-host Sean Strauss flies solo as he visits the Rice Street Old School Boxing Gym in St. Paul. Sean had a chance to catch up with Ben Pelzer, an up-and-coming amateur boxer with deep roots in Minnesota and Ireland and strong family ties to the sweet science. At the gym, Sean and Ben talk about Ben's Irish heritage, how he got started in the sport, his family ties to boxing, and much more. I hope you enjoy the episode. So thanks for joining us. Uh, we're at Rice Street Gym with Ben Pelzer uh, for interview. Thanks for sitting down with us, Ben. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, one of the reasons I asked to sit down with you was uh, specifically for an Irish-themed deal, kind of belated St. Paddy's Day deal going on. I got asked by a gentleman, uh, Stephen Moriarty, out of Ireland, about uh, doing a reoccurring article okay. uh, with him, along with uh, James Clark and the guys over at Valhalla. Um, he's he's got a connection to Ireland as well, so okay. so he also approached them about doing some pieces. And for me, for my side, it was going to be more of the boxing connection from Minnesota okay. to Ireland. And I know a little bit about your past, you know, and that you had spent some time in Ireland, but. Can you tell me a little bit about how that happened? Um, so my my father is partly Irish through my grandma's side. Her maiden name's McLaughlin, which is pretty Irish. Um, but they came from the west of Ireland, near Ackle Island is a spot it's called. Um, it's in County Mayo. And so, but my mother, on my mother's side, there's more Irish. She was born in Middlesbrough, England. Okay. Her father was... Uh, her grandfather was Irish. She came over from, I think, uh, near the northeast coast. Um, but my father's a painter, and they thought that moving to Ireland closer to my mother's side of the family would be better um, okay. to raise their kids. They got nine kids. Oh, wow. So I'm the seventh of nine. And I can relate to you there. I'm the youngest of six. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> big, big family. Um, but when I was... I was, about, I was just a couple months from turning four. My parents just decided to move us over there. We all had a British citizenship because of my mom. Okay. And Britain were in the EU at the time, so we were all citizens of Ireland, I guess. Um, but we moved over when I was four. The youngest was two months old, and I was there from the age of four to almost 19. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So the connection to boxing then, um, when you were over there, I'm guessing you probably started over there. Yeah. Uh, how did that start? Well, uh, it kind of started before then. My father, because he was a boxer here in St. Paul. Okay. Uh, I think he's three or four time Golden Club champion in St. Paul. And your father's name is? Uh, David Pelzer. David Pelzer. And you said he was a Golden Gloves champion yeah. in, in St. Paul? Right. And uh, he was coached by his father, Jay Pelzer, who coach Mike Evian to his world title. Okay, so that's your connection to Rice Street here. Yeah, then, huh? and that was the birth of my boxing. You know, it was passed down from my grandfather down to my dad, and then my dad taught me from a very young age. I remember one of the earliest memories is my dad helping me brush my teeth when I'm just learning to brush my teeth. And when we're done, I'd get excited because I know I was gonna, he's going to tell me to hit his hands. Oh, so cool. He would teach me after I brushed my teeth, he'd tell me to throw a jab 
twist my shoulders to throw a cross or a left hook. And, but when I was about, we moved over to Ireland, and by the time I was about eight, my dad had already t- taught me to throw combinations. Um, but he asked if I wanted to join a gym. And I'm, I'm a kid, I want to fight. I'm fighting outside the gym, Irish kids, and at school, that happens. But uh, when I was eight, we went to a gym in a town called Ballinrobe. So Ballinrobe Boxing Club. And it was in what looked kind of like an old cattle shed. So where they used to keep cows. Real, okay. just like, basic ring in the corner. I think we had three heavy bags and then a bunch of mats. That was it, and uh, so I started when I was eight. I got two older brothers; they boxed with me too, and I competed until I was twelve, and then I took a break. Over there, you know, here it's the Golden Gloves. Over there, what do they call it? They'd be like, um, like county finals. County so finals. Like, so you have your county. I fought for a town that was in the county of Mayo. Okay. Um, I lived in Galway, though, which is a separate county. They're right next to Can you to say that again? Galway. Galway? Yeah. So that was the county I lived in, but I would drive to Ballinrobe, which was in Mayo. And we would train for uh, Mayo Championships. So all this, the gyms in Mayo, the county, because we got little towns and villages everywhere, uh, they would all compete like they do the city here in one championship, and then it would go to the Connacht, which would be a regional all the uh, counties in like the West Connacht area. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you said that was up until what age? So I fought until I was 12. I had only, I think, four fights in an exhibition by that point. And uh, my coach wasn't giving me a lot of fights, and I felt like I was wasting my time. So as a kid, I'm like, I want to try other sports. I played soccer and rugby, but. Boxing was always on my mind, always, because it was in my blood. It was something I did since I was sure able to stand. and So it was always in my head every day. And when I turned about 16, a kid from my school didn't have any sparring partners. And he's like, if you come to the gym, you know, maybe you can fight again. So I tried it out and stuck right back in again. And you said you were there until you were 19? Yeah. Just okay. uh, two months before turning 19. Okay. So can you tell me about the transition to coming back stateside here? Um, Well, I never came back to visit until I was about 17. So that was a huge culture shock. Because I don't have much memory from before the age of four, you know. So coming here and meeting my family pretty much for the first time to me, huge difference. I, I grew up in a village that's, you know, a few hundred people. And then I come to the city of St. Paul, and there's just people. Every, you walk outside the door, there's people all up and down the street. Yep. Um, I walk outside my house in Ireland, and it's just fields. That's it. Um, but it's a, it's a diverse place here, and I like it. It's a lot more accepting than what people make it out to be. Um, in Ireland, because you live in a village of families that have been in the same village for hundreds of years... Doesn't uh, they don't know how to react to change and difference? So when you got an English woman with her American husband with a family of nine, the biggest in the village, they're kind of iffy in in acceptance. But here I come here, I can walk out the door and I can have a 
African-American neighbor, uh, an Asian neighbor, and I can wave and say hello, and everyone says hello back, and it's, it's that, that's a part of America that I think is unique. So, just to clarify, I guess, I should have started with this, but what's your age now? Uh, I'll be 23 in July. So you're 23 now. You came back, you said, when you were 19? Yeah. Okay. So school was over with, or did you continue I, going to college? Or? I, I went to a tech college for a year in Galway City, uh, Galway uh, Technical Institute, and I studied fitness instructing and personal training. Okay. So I graduated. It was just a year course, so I graduated from that. The initial plan was to go on and get a degree in uh, strength and conditioning. I took a holiday here for the summer, and... I never ended up going back. <laughs> That's a long holiday. It is, yeah. So I've been here coming up to four years in May. So are your folks still back home then in Ireland? I got a, And the rest of your family, your siblings and everything? I got a mom and dad still there and a brother and three sisters. Okay. So how does that work? You get to go back and see them? And... It's, it's an expensive trip. Um, sure. I know, obviously, with COVID, you know, traveling's not as exactly. easy. And I ended up going back last September when COVID, we were kind of in the first tough stages of COVID. Ireland was still open at the time. Right now, I think it's closed completely. Um, but I went over to help my dad build a, a roof on the garage. Um, so I was back for a month. That was the last time I was back. Okay. So when you're here, if you're, uh, if you're not going to school, you know, you're not in the gym... You know, and uh, doing your boxing thing. What else you got going on? Well, uh, I'm trying to actually get back into school here. Um, I'd like to study psychology. But I've also... Uh, I took a course, St. Paul Fire EMS. Oh, okay. Um, in a kind of a beginning stage of trying to get into the fire department. Sure. But I'd like to study psychology. I think I could use that in fire because yeah. there's therapy and different things that, that firemen need. Absolutely. Yeah, I've got a, I think, well, I've got a small connection to firefighting in, in this state. Um, okay. My sister's, um, her daughter's dad passed away. He was a St. Paul firefighter. Okay, wow. Um, so, yeah, uh, and it, obviously boxing and firefighting, I think, would go hand in hand. It's just Definitely. like the, the police, obviously, and the firefighting, you know, yep. they are firefighters. Here in the, the state of Minnesota, we also have a thing we have called the United Fight. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I haven't, no. Last year, um, it didn't happen, partly because of COVID, but also because of the gym it was traditionally being held in closed. Okay. Uh, well, it was sold, I should say. It changed ownership, and now it, it has a small boxing presence, but it's not as big. Okay. Um, it was called Uppercut Boxing Gym, and now it's Los, uh, Los, Los Campiones. Okay, I've heard say of that. that correctly. Yeah. It's over in northeast Minneapolis. But right. Alex Freeze is a, a firefighter. He's a friend of mine. He used to train out of Uppercut. Okay. And um, he's kind of the, the organizer of the Unite and Fight tournament. Wow. And I had messaged him a while ago and asked him if it was going to happen again because, you know, so many people miss it right. um, that it didn't happen. But I did see that he posted that that's going to be coming back around. So, that's awesome. You know, even if you... Uh, you know, later are still just a, a fighter, you know, or a firefighter. Right. You can still have a connection, yeah. you know, to boxing, like to stuff like that. It's, it's cool. It's not something that's ever going to leave me. I know that. They they basically um, they pick 
a couple individuals, I think, or, or maybe one individual. I've only gone to one of the United fights in person. Uh, I went to the last one, unfortunately. I didn't get to go to more. They had 10 of them, I think. Oh, wow. And um, the one I was at, I believe there was a woman who was battling cancer. Okay. Um, and I can't remember if she was a police officer or a firefighter, but they do stuff like that, and then they raise money oh, to help. Awesome. You know, that's awesome. That's them. a great cause. I like that. So it's something cool anyway, even if yeah. you just go do it as a spectator once it's back up Definitely. and running, I suggest it. For sure. Um, so with the, the stuff you're doing here at Rice Street, you're, you know, you're working with Mike and with Matt and uh, um, I'm assuming, you know, with Dan when he's around. Yeah, Dan's um, one of my favorite coaches here for sure. Can you tell me a little bit about Dan and your connection to him? Do you guys have a little bit more of a connection because of Irish heritage or is uh, it not there? I think uh, although I learned this morning that uh, Matt Vanda says he's Irish too. Yeah. He, he, he told me he's the wild Irish rose. Yeah. <laughs> he's got all of his Irish tattoos too, shamrocks and all different things. But me and Well, Danny, after he said that, I didn't really realize it. I think he said uh, in an interview a long time ago that his first tattoo, I think, was the fighting right. Irish. Yeah. You know, for the Notre Dame. And it didn't dawn on me until uh, someone said on Facebook, I think it was Ryan Gibbons, had mentioned, but they're like, hey, they're like, Vanda's Irish. Right. I was like, he is? Yep. Um, I think that, especially in America, the Irish, the guys that have Irish heritage, they kind of draw together anyways. Because, um, I don't know, I think that's an Irish thing. It's very community-related. Um, so Danny coming in here straight away, you know, his, his Irish, or his boxing, professional boxing name was Danny Irish Morgan, and so he thought it was pretty cool that I came from there, um, and I think it's cool that he used that name. I think he fits the part definitely of fighting Irishman. But uh, yeah, I think I think each coach here brings something unique, and Danny really brings—he's uh, one of the toughest guys I know. He actually got in and sparred with me. Really? Yeah, one of him and Mike. Um, when we first opened up, because I didn't have any sparring partners. I was the first fighter out of here. And uh, so they got in and they roughed me up a little. <laughs> yeah. You get a couple cool. of Minnesota Boxing Hall of Famers That's roughing right. you up. Yeah. <laughs> but Trailed that's a cool fire. thing to experience. I can say that I got to spar Danny Morgan and Mike Evian, so that's... Well, you've sparred Matt now, too, haven't yep. you? lots of rounds. So, yeah, you've actually sparred three Minnesota Boxing Hall of right. Famers now. That's yeah. that's quite something. It is. And they all give me the work. That's what I like. I like the cool. challenge. So what's the, uh, I mean, when you were in Ireland doing the county stuff, like that was amateur, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And now here is sounds like that's still the plan, because I think when Boyd Davis was here from Peekaboo Boxing in Wisconsin doing some sparring with you guys, yep. um, before that I thought I had heard from Vanda that there were some fights possibly coming up in Wisconsin. Uh, Boyd's holding an event on May 22nd. I don't have a fight yet, but the plan is that he'll have somebody for so, me. But that'll be amateur, right? Yes. Okay, cool. I, I want to, uh, so far I've only had one fight here in Minnesota. Okay. And I want... Uh, and what was that fight? That fight was um, Cerecio. He held a, a boxing event. Um, you know, he runs Sir Boxing. Yep. He held one last February. Just, um, just a simple show. And I fought. I uh, think I actually missed that show. Yeah. I just talked to Cerecio. We interviewed him last week. Okay. Um, we went down to his gym. Brian and I did, and okay. uh, interviewed him at his gym. It was pretty cool. He is. I stopped by his gym once or twice now and he's brought a couple guys in here uh he's a great coach i like him a lot 
out of his event. I fought a guy from North Minneapolis. But it was the first one, and I hadn't fought in, I think, almost three years. So it was just, I think it was a great fight to get used to back into fighting again. And sure. My opponent, I've uh, talked to him after the fight. We're really good with each other, and I'd like to see him fight again. But um, I would like to get a lot of amateur fights under my belt here. Well, in- the word, word is it's going to be... Um- in Minnesota, that there's going to be a test event. That's right. Coming up on, I think it's the 25th. 25th of April, I believe. And um, from what I gather, or from what I've heard, um, Ceresio said that he's got a fighter that's going to be on that card. Right. And that they're going to fight someone from the jungle gym up in Duluth. Okay. Um, I was just up in this past weekend talking to Scott Kelm in St. Cloud. Um, about that, and I asked him, you know, if he had any fighters on there or not. And I think they're still really putting that fight together, you know, right. um, the USA Boxing. So I don't think they finalized right. everything. So they're probably still reaching out to fighters and to gyms and everything. I only just um, got the email last night about it. So. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's still in the in the formation stage, but it's good news regardless. It is because if that goes well, then obviously we're opened up you know, again. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna. Well, I mean, even if it's with limited fans. We're back in business, right. you know, and that's the biggest thing. So that's that's the main thing for you know, fighters need to fight, and that's what we're here to do. And, well, we just watched, uh, or I watched you spar, and you watched your your teammates here at the yep. Rice Street spar, and you said that that gym was uh, Jose's garage, right? Yeah, think, right. He, he, it's a garage gym out of White Bear, but uh, he's training some guys. They're they're good work for sparring. We're doing. Um, I think he's going to be coming down here a lot more often to get more rounds with us. Yeah, it was uh, good action. I enjoyed watching yeah. it. I'm glad I got down here right after work so That's I could right. see it. Perfect timing. Yeah. Um, so how often are you guys sparring in here? Is it once a week? Or is it, you know? Well, we're open. So we're open Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturdays. And I normally try to spar, you know, at least twice a week. Um, but it's important to take those days where I'm not and I'm just focusing on the basics. That's really important too. But uh, I mean, I heard a little bit about what Matt was yelling to you, but yeah. Um, from what I've understood, you know, sparring your fighters are typically working on something, you know, like either a combination or something, you know, or maybe a weakness Always. that you've got, you know, like yeah. in your defense, something. Definitely. Um, and one of the things I had heard Max say was uh, it wasn't a fight. Like, it would not when you were sparring, but when someone else was sparring, um, one of the guys ringside kind of made a comment that made it sound like, you know, you can't let him do that, you yeah, know, whatever. And he's right. like, hey, it's not a fight. Right. It's sparring, you know, it's controlled sparring. Yes. And that was good to see because it it's that you're not just going in there trying to beat the crap out of each other. Right. You're actually working on something. Yeah, and, that's, and, and also we want to be respectful to the fighters that come in to spar us too you know if we got a whole gym here we got everybody supporting us all the time yep if you got guys coming in here they don't have people coming in with them to shout in and give them pointers and so it's good for the people watching to sometimes keep their mouth shut yep yeah. yep yep i agree i kept my mouth shut it's I was, hard sometimes i was just enjoying the show it right. was good stuff but sometimes you get so into it and people want to say something and you know, boxing's that kind of sport. It's it's uh, it's yeah. I think anyone who's been to a boxing show knows that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, 
Well, cool. All right, so the plan is hopefully you get on the, the show in Wisconsin. Yep. Possibly maybe in the show in April, um, yeah. the test show. We'll see what happens. Which I believe is in Hinkley. That was kind of the rumor okay. I had heard. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but I that's what I heard when I heard that. Um, and, uh, yeah, then hopefully we go from there, right? So right. if you potentially one or two fights in the next couple months. And I then, hope so. uh, And then, yeah, if it opens up with the COVID, then... Hopefully have a good summer. Yeah, I, I mean, I've kept fit from when COVID started. Always running, always training. When the gym was closed through the lockdowns we had, I, I've kept fit throughout. Um, so I'm ready whenever, and I want to get as many fights as I can get. So you talked about possibly going back to school. Uh, what are you doing for work? Right now I work at GNC, which is a supplement store. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I'm always open to better jobs. Uh, I... I did security up until COVID hit, and then I got laid off from security. I was a weekend security supervisor at Allianz Field, which is the soccer stadium in St. Paul. Um, but I got laid off from that, and you know it's been tough on everybody. So, well, maybe that'll different. change. I guess you know now that they said in April with fans coming back for the Twins and yeah. everything else, and maybe at the. Man United games, or in the Man United, yeah. the Minnesota United. That's right. <laughs> you know, it's it gets confusing because they stole that United right. thing. You know, they we're trying did. to we're trying to look European, I guess, with the I United. Yeah. But um, but no, it's cool. I, I love soccer. I played it when I was in high school. Me too. Yeah. Um, but I still haven't been to that stadium. It looks cool from the outside. It is. It's a it's a nice stadium. Uh, it's a lot more spacious inside than you think it is. You know, looking at the outside, it looks like kind of a small stadium but it's it's nice it's well kept and, and uh i enjoyed working there i liked it so for those that don't know uh if you can give a quick breakdown you're a orthodox fighter right that's right so you're fighting right-handed um what weight class are you fighting in um i'm aiming for 165 165 right now i weigh between 165 and 170 um that's the heaviest i've ever fought at in okay. Ireland, my last fight, I think it was 145, which was, I'm, I was the same height, I'm 6'1". Okay. So, uh, tall, skinny, I think. And, but yeah, So if you're walking around at 170, you're not going to have to lose a lot of weight you no, know, not to at actually all. fight, so that's good. Yeah, and, and that'll be a change, because growing up, it was always, you know, coaches always see that with taller guys, tall, skinny guys, they want to get you as light as you can get, so you got the reach and, and length on... on the shorter guys at your weight class. Uh, but this will be the first fight where I think I feel comfortable at the weight I'm at. Hmm. Okay. Wanted to make sure we talked about the uh, the weight class and the stance and all that. Um, you said you when you fought in Ireland, how many fights would you say you had? Um, I had, I think, five by the time I was 12. One of them being an exhibition. Right. I mean, you mentioned that, but I mean, you, did you have any more after that? I did. I had, I think, two. I had, when I came back when I was 16, I had another fight. Because I know you said you went away and you played some soccer right. and stuff, but then you came back to the gym, you said, when you with your back, friend. Right. I came back and I fought uh, one time when I was about 17, and then, um, and then I took a break because I was finishing high school. Okay. So I did my exams when I was 18. I graduated. Then I changed gym. And I went to probably one of the best gyms I've ever been to. Uh, a lot of my technique and uh, 
a lot of the new things I have now with my technique comes from that coach. His name's Pavel uh, Popko. He's Polish, and his gym is called the Celtic Eagles. It's in Galway City. Celtic Eagles? Yeah. And you said his name is? Pavel Popko. Pavel Popko? Yeah. Okay. Great coach. I think he's one of the best coaches in Ireland. Wow. He's, uh, he's trained some fighters to go on and represent Ireland. A lot of my sparring partners when I was living there. Uh, Thomas O'Toole is one fighter that's really good. He went out on to uh, win the Nationals, I think, twice now. And then he represented Ireland a couple times, too. Wow. Yeah. But I fought out of there. I just had one fight because I fought for a year out of that gym. I fought uh, a kickboxer. He was a, I think he's a two- or three-time world champion kickboxer. I fought him in a charity fight and uh, knocked him around, um, and I won that fight. But that was that was the last one I had in Ireland. Then I had a I moved here. I didn't have a gym to go to because Rice Street was there. I hopped from different gyms. I went to Element. I went to Cerritos a couple times. White Bear to spar. And um, but once this opened, I wanted to work with family because Mike's my family. And, and then that last fight. February so that was I think a two and a half year layoff so the Irish connection and the family connection the the family connection here um, obviously you said from your grandpa yeah. um, and well, your my dad grandmother, yeah my grandfather Jay is actually both of his parents are German heritage so he has no Irish at all. oh okay but it so is but he was the one that worked with Mike though That's right, right. Yeah. so he's German heritage but he worked with Mike mm-hmm. um, Okay, so the Irish is on your mom's side. It's on my my mom's, but my dad gets it from his or his mother. So Jay's okay. wife, Peggy, is uh, she's half Irish too. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I get it from my mom's side. Um, cool. Well, right on. We'll cut it cut it right now, man. Thank yeah, you, thank awesome. you, thank you. No problem. Until next time. Cool.